everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is George, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Liam. Hello. And Grant. Hello there. And a very special guest, Jody. G'day. Oh, you did it properly. <laughs> so uh, tell me, Jody, who are you? Why did we pick you to come on this podcast? Oh, I can't tell you why you picked me, but I can tell you who I am. Um, so uh, my name's Jody. I play in a band called Flange Panties in Brisbane. We've been playing for 11 years. Uh, we do pretty okay locally. We tour a fair bit. Um, I do some solo stuff as well. Just got back from Hobart, uh, a Hobo Fopo Festival, which is for um, folk punk music. It was the first time I've been down there, which was sick. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so I've been playing music for a long time. I uh, donate my time to Girls Rock as well, which is a um, it's a school holiday program to teach young women how to and non-binary uh, campers how to uh, do teamwork stuff, play instruments, write songs. So I try and help mentor that, and I volunteer at the local radio station, do some PA stuff, and also have a full-time job. Wow, nice. <laughs> that's awesome. And linked to that, Flawless uh, actually supported the raising of one and a half scholarships to Girls Rock this year. Oh, really? Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Thank so you. We're, we're linking it all together. And local radio station, are you talking about Four Triple Z? Four Triple Z, of course. Yeah, which is another thing that we've supported. So there we go. How cool is that? Um, so you've brought an album that you would like to proclaim as being flawless for, to the rest of us. Can you tell us that album? Yes, it is Ruina by a Wilhelm Scream. And I did have a lot of trouble trying to pick a Flawless album because I was a little bit balked by the the terminology of Flawless. Oh. Um, as someone who, you know, has made a few albums and EPs and stuff, it's a big call to try and call something Flawless, um, especially when you know that there's probably none. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, then Liam explains a little bit. It's a, an album that's Flawless to me. Um, and I guess the only, this one I've listened to so much and I appreciate the music and the musicianship in it so much. Uh, I do have a disclaimer where there is one um, grammatical error, uh, but you really need to sort of be listening out for it. And I'm not going to say what it is because <laughs> uh, if no one else picked it up, then that's fine. So it was more because I've done a little bit of... Um, uh, study in professional writing and so I think it's it was just sort of a term that I knew was wrong but a term that it's it's how everyone says it so if no one picked it up um I'm not going to tell you what it is <laughs> I, I didn't pick it up but the vocals were very fast so yeah. I, it could have been a lot of errors in there or is it in the no, lyrics no no it's, it's in the lyrics somewhere the actually lyrics. I was listening back to it um today while I was driving and I couldn't even pick it out but um as soon as I as soon as I'm on the way home I'll remember which song it was yeah. in Haunts that's dreams. amazing yeah. That's awesome. So this is the second record by a Wilhelm Screen and it was after Mute Print, which was their first release uh, just a year before. And it came out on Nitro Records mm. uh, in the US mainly and then also Australia and Japan. It came out in uh, different dates. And it was produced by... 
do we know who it's produced by? Because I get very no. excited when I found this out. <laughs> okay, so it's produced by a guy called Bill Stevenson. Does anyone know who that is? He's only the drummer and writer for The Descendants, <laughs> who right. are one of my favorite punk bands from growing up uh, and my in my punk era. So I got very excited about that. So screw you all for your blank faces. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I know who The Descendants are. Oh, you know? Yeah. Well, good. I was going to wear a Descendants I didn't know, I didn't know shirt, the name. Yeah. didn't know the names of the people in it, but I knew they are. I knew who they are. There you go. Well, uh, Bill Stevenson did the uh, producing for this and, and mixing engineering and stuff for this and their previous record as well. There you go. So just for some context. Um, so I didn't get any information about whether it ever charted anywhere, but I do know that it got reviewed um, by All Music at four out of five, Alt Press five out of five, and Sputnik Music at three and a half out of five. So I, but I couldn't find any like Aria charts or stuff like no, that. No, it, I don't would, think it wouldn't it would have charted get, anywhere. I don't think it, no. I, think, I think it's in that kind of like melodic hardcore punk yeah. world. I mean, for it what it's chart. worth, I mean, I paid cash at the show for the CD. And I'm pretty certain that that's how they sold a lot of them. So. <laughs> wow, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. So, so how did you find out about AWS? Do they call it AWS? Uh, or no, it no one calls it that. I've misread I think, um, my sources. <laughs> We're feeling uncool already. I think oh, to wow. shorten it, I say Wilhelm. Um, and then, you know, my mates sort of know what I'm talking about. But yeah, maybe AWS if you're writing because Wilhelm would be shit sure. to write. But yeah, so I got into it. They were playing at Crowbar, which is a venue here in Brizzy, and mm. there's one in Sydney now as well. It's expanded. And I'd never really gotten into much of their stuff before, but I like that kind of music. And I was just blown away at the show. Um, I'd heard a couple of tracks, but sort of mushed in between other tracks that I was more nostalgic for or more familiar with. And yeah. so they just sort of went by the by. But when I saw them play, um, it just, yeah, it absolutely shook me. It, I was blown off my feet. They pull off all of the harmonies and all of the riffs 100% live. Wow. And I think awesome. that was that's one of the reasons yeah. why I really, really dig this album is because I've seen them do it and they pull it off live and the energy is there so sure. um, I think they've definitely nailed it and I think um, as much as this is their second release they had a, a bunch of different names and a bunch of different members in their band before the start yeah. of this so mm -hmm. it was kind of it's probably looking at maybe their fifth release as far as when they started making music kind of together goes but yeah second release under this name mm -hmm. awesome so smacking Isaiah yeah right? smacking Isaiah Isaiah, and then something else as well. I, I didn't write down. Yeah. So is, was that the only time you've seen them live? No, they played a second time. And I remember this one vividly because, I mean, I was a little bit drunker at the second show, but <laughs> I'd lost my favourite stubby cooler the night before. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be terrible. devastating. Oh. Um, and I'd left it because we were playing a show the night before at the same venue. And then I saw the singer using it while he was on the stage. <laughs> no <laughs> way. <laughs> what um, was the stubby cooler, please, for well, details? It was, it was was actually a flangipani stubby cooler but the reason why it was so special to me is because it was in uh hawthorne football club colors nice. um oh. and we had it printed specially that's so um, local. and so yeah, <laughs> yeah so it was really cool so i sort of looked up and i was already enjoying the show and then saw him cheersing everyone with my stubby cooler <laughs> <laughs> oh. so are you victorian Jody? uh no no i'm from northwest queensland i'm from mount isa so how, which, do, you, how do you get into afl uh i was dating a boy who was from Victoria and so Hawks were his team and so he was the only he was the first person that sat me down and took the time to explain the rules to me because right. um, it's, it's a lot of it's rules a, it's, it's a complex it's a game if you're just on game. the surface yeah, yeah. of it yeah wow <laughs> 
There you I'm go. learning so much. This is <laughs> <laughs> no, isn't it great? Huh? Yeah, I know, right? We've wow. not even touched on the friggin' album. No, and so. <laughs> um, we've learned so much already. So we know that you brought the album to us. So uh, Grant, had you ever heard of the band before? No, not at all. I does not surprise me. <laughs> well, little does. Little, if, if, we're, if we're honest. Yeah, that's fine. So I was I was still in um, on the dark continent back then in East London, and um, I'd probably moved away from. Um, what they were, what was called the I suppose the four triple Z was the was the after hours version of Radio Five and a guy called Barney Simon who was like or played all the the sort of heavier stuff and I was um I was I suppose in my early aspiring professional career and so it wasn't really the place mm-hmm. to be listening to this sort of music so this was like whoa going back like way 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 back um, but no never heard of them and all. how about you Liam I also had not heard of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I hadn't heard of them at all. Um, yeah. But like, I put on that first song, so a king is dead. The king is dead, and there's all that sort of noodling guitar part at the start, and then there's like this pause, and there's just that smash of the drums and the vocals kick in. I was like, oh yeah, I know what this is. Like, no, 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 no hiding at all. Just straight up, here it comes. Triple J, short, fast, loud. Like you could just listen to that stuff three hours every Wednesday night. It was just yeah, melodic, hardcore, super fast punk. Yeah. And I've I, made you listen to Strike Anywhere before yeah, as well. Yeah, obviously that was a, like one of the things that jumped straight in my head, but yeah. also like just um, 6.30 slots of the big day out, just international bands who come over but aren't well enough known to be headliners, so they sort of do, but the Australian bands open, so it's sort of late afternoon, moshing around in a field or in a big tent, and it's just boiling heat and just sweat everywhere and just, yeah, just instant flashbacks, even though a band that I've never seen before. <laughs> Um, I figured as much because I'd listened to some of the other episodes and I thought this was a really nice opportunity to make you listen yeah. to the full album. Into <laughs> <laughs> it. I was hoping by the end of it you'd be really into it and then maybe check out some of the albums like Strike Anywhere recorded at the same studios, which is The Blasting Room, which I didn't actually – I'm not really into um, – cool shit or you know who's in what band or who produces what but um the first time i ever heard of blasting room was when i was talking to another local band called wax who are probably poppy who mm-hmm. you probably mm-hmm. have heard of yeah um and they recorded their album there or their singles or whatever there cool. um a while back and awesome. so um and i was looking at their discog and yeah strike anywhere had recorded there as well and a I'd, bunch of other yeah. like teenage bottle rocket yeah. um you know suicide machines all those sort of mm. um all those bands sort of fat records um, yeah sort of stuff yeah, yeah that's awesome. i love those because they they become self-fulfilling prophecies those studios because everyone records there because everybody else recorded there yeah and now everybody's just record there so and it's not one of those things where it's so well known that they'd be charging some ridiculous amount of money either like it's it's well known within well, the scene the but go- not yeah the like guy built would, it with his dad yeah like. <laughs> wow that's yeah. a cool story that's, yeah that's very punk diy yeah, yeah. yeah. classic <laughs> like this is how you build a studio <laughs> cheap dad I'll labor yeah. <laughs> i'll do this i got this so ask me, have I ever heard? Oh, uh, George, have you ever heard of Wilhelm Scream before? Yes, I have, of course. Hey! <laughs> George, have you ever gone to a concert? Of... Yes, yes, of course I have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So Very back good. in the UK, I've seen them live. Um, I can't tell you which venue, um, but back when I lived in Leeds, uh, I've definitely seen them live. They, I was a massive Strike Anywhere fan who were a couple of years before them, uh, and I was a huge fan of them from being like an early teenager and teenager. So th- I hadn't really spent time listening to this particular album because it came out when I was after a, around the time of a bad breakup with a boy that I'd listened to it with. So I, I kind of like discounted a lot of music for a while, like, <laughs> sure. um, as you do. And I think I just got back into jazz for a bit. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, but I've definitely seen them and they are tight, 
and they deliver what they're supposed to deliver when they play live. Um, and I'd heard, so I'd heard the, I think I'd heard, probably heard the record and, uh, but it would have been one amongst many of that ilk that I would have like propaganda and stuff like that, that I would have listened to at the time. Yeah. And I guess if you're not super, super into that specific kind of subgenre of punk, Mm -hmm. everything's going to sound the same. Like you said, like your three hours of short, fast, loud, it just sort of all blends into itself. Whereas you really need to sort of spend a bit of time with the genre to be able to really differentiate the difference between Strike Anywhere and a Wilhelm, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. um, Yeah. So there we go. So you brought something that I, and that's why I'm hosting today is because that's why (laughs) the it to me just going this will be a george one so yeah that's cool Uh, um when did you see him play how long ago oh it would have been probably around the time of this album and or before so about 06 07 sort of like 2000s Uh, yeah 05 06 something like that yeah right it would have been back back in the day um i can't tell you because unless i've played with a band i can't tell you when (laughs) when a gig was or in fact if i I point, unless I've played with a band and someone made a screen print of it um, and I'm on the screen print, I really genuinely can't remember what gigs I've ever played, uh, which is <laughs> embarrassing. Um, but uh, yes. Not at all. You've but got a screen adding. print. We've got, you know, scrunched up flyers. <laughs> <hidden under Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. So there's one screen print and there's many dead flyers. So <laughs> that's fine. It's the, again, it's the punk DIY. There's a code, yeah. a punk code, man. You yep. look, up, look after each other with flyers. Um, cool. Okay. So. Um, so when when is yours? Sorry, Jody. Yours is oh yeah. So mine time. was fairly recently. Mine would have only ever been in the last four or five years that okay. I saw them play, and so I've only seen them play two times, and both at the same venue. So I find that right. um, that can influence uh, your experience as well. Sure. So it's not like seeing them at a festival or, or somewhere else. There were there were small club shows, which yeah. are obviously my mm-hmm. favorite kind of show. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. But I I think I saw bands like heavier bands like Converge and stuff in really tiny venues just before they get really big just because that we had I lived in Leeds which was known as a little punk hub for a long time and so touring bands would go there even from America like it wasn't London but they'd go there anyway and play which was super lucky. One of the best things about our dollar being so shit is that we're getting heaps of tours come through yeah. of these sort of not super well-known punk bands. There's a handful of promoters who are happy to bring them out and they're happy to sort of dish it out because it's only, what, 60 cents to, mm. yeah, something to our dollar? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. There you go. Well, bring it on. Cause yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Titus Andronicus, if you're listening, so, you're, you're next. Please. So, <laughs> so this does <laughs> indeed start with picking hammering intro for 45 seconds, which is totally awesome, before going into some beautiful breakdown um vocals are just kicking off they it tricks you for the first little doesn't bit doesn't it just i thought it would trick you grant and it doesn't take much to trick me I mean, to be honest. <laughs> did anyone do it did anyone Ooh. have to crank it up and then get blasted <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 but i was like hey and then that was unexpected yeah and then i knew what was happening yeah yeah it doesn't yeah it doesn't take longer okay yep no got this there you go yeah fantastic absolutely fantastic intro tight intro tight so um do you have particular songs and stuff that you go man that's awesome like i really love that track to be honest this is a this is a record where i listen to the full album there's nothing in particular that i put on repeat or prefer or i'd say the one that i probably hear the most is um the one that's got the the funny title like oh the morrissey me versus morrissey in the pretentiousness contest no other one other one oh kids can uh that's the one yeah
You were just trying to get us to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you all said dick. No, you said dick on the podcast. And uh, that's there's some of the more popular ones as well. When they like that, I think they play live and stuff like yeah, still. And yeah, like, you know, we're talking, um, it's I do. Well. One of my favourite things is obviously the intro, um, but uh, Puel. <laughs> there's a phrase where it's called the song's called Pool uh, or yes, something like that. Pool, and so, um, yeah. lying at the bottom of the pool. <laughs> like making it two syllables. Just, yeah, just yeah. for fun, you know. Why not? Uh, <laughs> You're so man. Go for it. <laughs> that's, yep, that's fair enough. Um, so we've got. I like to describe. So if you go into killing it, the second track, I call it conversational guitars. It's mm-hmm. like uh, where a, the guitars play one place high, one place low, or something against each other, and makes it sound like they're having a conversation. And you can play it on one guitar, or you can do it with when you've got two guitarists. And um, in killing it, I was like, "Yeah, you're really actually killing it yeah. when it comes to your guitar <laughs> playing on this one." Because I paid close attention when it comes to like hardcore bands. I'm like, "Man, I want to hear you. You're either going to have to be really tight, or you're really sloppy. You can't be in between. I'm going <laughs> to love you if you're one of the like. You have to be either end of the spectrum." So um, yeah, in that one, it's got really good um, with jumping octaves on the guitars, which is such a nice thing to hear. Yeah, I think that uh, for an album that's so technical, there's actually a lot of sing-along parts mm. as yeah. well. There's some really, really good one-liners throughout the whole thing. Yeah, um, like the the rep- the repetitive of um, "I am so fucking bored." Um, just repeating that, but yeah. it's like it's not boring at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's there. Of- like a definitely a live band yeah with call and response i think a lot of like I mean, even just the killing it like you just instantly see the crowbar and a bunch of fists raised up in the air just killing it killing it every time it'd be awesome it has some cool lyrics so i was like yeah that's Fine, great. go for yeah. it. <laughs> don't fuck around. Don't fuck around. Is it Nuno? Uh, yeah, Nuno yeah. Pereira, the singer, was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, all right. Yeah, that's how you feel. Go. <laughs> Fucking go for it and don't mess around. Um, so, yeah, yeah. This, the recording of this album, there was a bit of conflict around it too. So, at the end of the album, the bass player ended up leaving yeah. the yeah. band. So, yeah. Jonathan Teaves. And, um, yeah, it was sort of just, there was a lot that a lot of people think that this album is a bit of a darker album from then because... There's a lot of turmoil around the recording and it sort of, yeah, seeped through into it and then he ended up leaving. It could have, you know, it's probably just that time of life, yeah. you know. They were probably, what, early 20s at that point, um, actually starting to get popular so people want a piece of them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, probably looking at, you know, seriously being financially in debt to be able to do all the touring and stuff that they want to or, yeah. you know, sign their life away to whatever deal they ended up signing to. Um, they did skip around a couple of labels mm-hmm. as well before mm-hmm. that yeah. point. So I think it was just – I just a, a lot of it would have been tumultuous, probably still hanging on to some teenage angst as well yeah. um, mm-hmm. as, you know, th- looking ahead and going, I want a tour but I also, you know – want to my girlfriend wants babies like yeah it's, yeah so it's a lot of it's a lot of conflict and you've either got to be all in or get out yeah like that's that's the yeah. point of time and it happens in a lot of different areas like my brother when he used to play sports he got to the same point around his 20s when it was like 
if you want to be a pro sports player, even soccer, you want to be a pro soccer player, you've now got to live the life that a pro soccer player plays. And he went, no, that's not into, not into that for me. Yeah, so, and that's and that's a tough call. I mean, I've, yeah. I've, I draw a lot of uh, similarities between music and sports as much as all of my <laughs> arty friends hate that. But it's true. It takes up a lot of time and effort. There's a lot, a lot of rehearsal that you've got to put into mm-hmm. it. You need to pay a lot of money to yeah. be able to, to even get to where you need to go to be able to play. Like it's it's really, really similar. Yeah. And it can be prohibitive for some people too. Like, it, you know, it's awesome things like Girls Rock exist to, in order to empower somebody emotionally and psychologically to do something. But then it's like, can you afford a guitar and an amp when you get home? Or can you afford yeah. a drum yeah. kit? Do you have, do you, do your family have space for a drum kit? You yeah. know, all that kind of stuff. Let alone, do your neighbors want to murder Appreciate you with a drum kit? <laughs> the fact that you're the next big thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so, you know, on. I was lucky that I grew up in a semi detached house, which meant, and on the other side was a slightly deaf neighbor so i was like okay i'm i'm winning so <laughs> i can play as loud as i like as long as my family on home but yeah it's it's it can be quite prohibitive yeah. you know um and a lot of drugs as well which then add on to any other turmoil that you've already got going and a cost on. generally yeah unless you're doing i mean unless someone gives you the drugs sure <laughs> <laughs> and what do you do then um they trick you yeah. they trick you that's fair enough so yeah, i did get themes of lots of angst and mm. like inward looking self-worth angsty um kind of mental health came up quite a lot um there was some very outwards like angry at the world for making them making him feel bad as well like yeah there's, like, there's the like a real mixture of intro and extra like like dulling like, up the razor blade like yeah. it, that's like it actually can be quite confronting yeah definitely so um yeah like i think it's like some of the lyrics were very conf- very as you say confronting when it comes to like mental health issues and almost laughing them off as well literally laughing them off in some of the songs like oh this is how i feel would you and i'm just gonna throw it away throw it out there because you're not gonna care about me anyway that kind of thing so is that did you were did you like latch on to lyrics and stuff or was it um, more the music or was it was more music what was the order of events did you hear that you bought the cd after going the concert is that yeah, so I bought the I bought the CDs at the concert. So they were yeah. doing their own merch, which obviously, you know, they're a band after my yeah. own heart. Sure. They're selling your <laughs> own course. merch to me. Uh, and it was in suitcases. And so I remember going up and and just sort of giving them all of my money. I'm like, this is how much money I've got, which is all about $60. Um, I was like, what can you uh, give, uh, give me everything? Give me all of your music. And so they had four CDs, uh, a, a few records um, and some shirts and stuff. I'm like, all right, records are out because I'm going to trash them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> CDs have a chance of making sure. it home. Um, and so I just bought all of the CDs that they had. And this was one that I just, it, it ended up on my iPod. It ended up not getting scratched downstairs near a drinking yes. CD player, you know. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, I just found myself constantly coming back to it. So that was how I got into it. It's not very often that I, um, I think there's only about two or three bands that I've ever actually done that to where I've just gone up and just said, look, just take my, shut up and take my money yeah. um, <laughs> and actually give me all of your music. But nowadays it's online anyway. So people are more likely to try and sell you a shirt or sell you their $50 record, um, which, you know, then I just forget because I don't have a physical thing because I'm, you know, born in the 80s and I need a physical (laughs) thing. Otherwise, I'm not going to remember anything. (laughs) So what made you go to their gig then if you hadn't, didn't already have their CDs? Um, I think I got a free ticket. (laughs) (laughs) And free is the best price to pay. Yeah, Yeah, I think... um, 
it was a Sunday night show. And so in Brisbane, Sunday night shows don't go super well. Yeah, I'm pretty sure actually. I might have paid. I don't know. I was getting a few free tickets around the time that they first came out because they wanted they wanted butts in, in seats. And sure. it was before the – I think the venue wasn't super well established, so mm. people weren't just going to the venue knowing they were going to see a great band. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a great time where, yeah, the – the bar manager would just like, because we were in there so often, would just let me in regularly and I'd pay as well and sometimes they'd take it, sometimes they wouldn't and yeah. so I can't remember. But, I just, yeah, I was just there. <laughs> Did you, was it your second home for a while? First probably. I think I probably spent more time there. <laughs> more time there than wow, at home. Yeah. Fair enough. So you said you got all the other albums. Yes. What made you pick this one in particular against if you've heard that? There's a question. Do you listen to the other ones very much? Uh, I do, uh, but I didn't have enough room on my iPod shuffle to put all of the albums on. Right. And I remember asking them which one was their favourite um, and they didn't say this one. <laughs> ah. wow. um, but this just happened to be the one that was, yeah, that I just chose to put on my um, on my iPod yeah. and then I was going to switch it out later and then just fell in love with it so I never bothered. Nice. That's awesome. Wow. So you've got like a strong emotional attachment to this record. Yeah, wow. Uh, I guess so, maybe. I think it's um it's really nice, and I felt you know I did I did want to try and pick something local or pick something with a chick in it or or that sort of thing, but I really thought uh, as far as uh, caliber of musicianship goes, this really does trump a lot mm. of albums that exist even in that genre, yeah. let alone you know yeah. what's in what's out in the world. That's awesome. So there is great musicianship. Mm. Um, so what did you guys think about like did you pick out anything? What was your response to guitars or drums or how I the bass was played? I have a problem with guitars or drums. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. I think Grant's um, well established in that what space. Kind of, yeah. What kind of notes have you got, Grant? Well, look, I suppose it was, I, I found, um, and it's a theme that, that I've had in, in previous, this is episode 50 or whatever mm -hmm. we're, we're on now, where you, for me, I, I need to either be like totally blown away like off the first chord sort of thing or intro, or I'm like, hey, what's going on here? And this thing tricked me. Nah. Like being tricked so much. Because I was like, oh yeah, there we go. And then it's like, boom. And then I knew exactly what was, you know, mm -hmm. um, what was happening. So, um, and that was that was really intriguing. And then you go on to, on to killing it and then onto the pool, which is, you know, pool. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, look, and, and, and it is dark. I mean, it's not all, you know, ra rainbows and buttercups and all the rest of that sort of stuff. Um, but probably the, I suppose from a, from a song perspective, the ones that I really dig, um, for mine, the one that, that resonated was in, in Vino Veritas, the second, the number two. Do you know what that means? Um, something about wine. In wine lies the truth. Well, there we go. Isn't that so? Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. You know? um, so I, I really thought that that was probably I don't know, and it wasn't you know, a lot of the charting, but that, I thought that one was really was a really cool one. And 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 cancer dream in the end. I thought, jeez, you know. Um, but um, yeah, great listen. So those are mine. Did you have a least favorite? Um, look, I thought from from 
from in Vino Veritas to to the back end, it's sort of it opens. I thought the first the first part of it was great, and then it's sort of like mine. I thought it it sort of goes into the little bit of the same monotony sort of stuff, and then ended really strongly. So it sort of towards the middle to the back end was for me a little bit but a bit too much the same um, yeah. for mine. But yeah, I can see yeah. that. Um, yeah. So not specifically, oh, I didn't, I desperately didn't like this. It was just more like, okay, you know, a little, sort of wanted a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it wasn't How about you, Leon? I loved, like, a lot of, I loved all, I probably focused more on the musicianship than I did on the lyrics because, like, when we did with Strike Anywhere, it's like, it's happening so fast that it's hard for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it does. Unless I'm, unless yeah, I'm yeah. sitting there really concentrating on it and then even looking it up afterwards, it's hard for me to pick up a lot of lyrics. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff, you know, the knock on it is, oh, it's just the same thing over and over. It's just three chord. It's two, you know, you just do it as fast as you can and you get it over with. And loud. But, yeah, exactly. But these guys, you can tell right, right from the start, they're, they're building more complexity into it. Then They don't just want standard three chord stuff scream some lyrics and be done they have lots of intricate melodies that lay over the top of one another and work really well together and then lots of fist pumping chorus stuff as well so um from me versus morrissey in the pretentiousness contest the ladder match i'm still screaming tie me up to the radiator Over and over again, like a week later, I'm, and it, like the song only goes for a minute forty-five. Yeah, it's just a blast of that of just pure aggression. And part and just, of that's just a really cool wanky guitar solo. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, and but it's just lots of different ways and lots of different elements that they bring all together, and just the craft to make it all sound and the production work on it is really stunning. So. Mm-hmm. I and liked it. You mentioned the length. I think the shortest song was Congratulations at a minute 28. And mm. then I think the longest song, I can't remember which, is three minutes 44. And I'm like, mm. wow, look at you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Look at you doubling down on yeah. your yeah. punk credentials. I found, I found it interesting. It's 14 songs in 36 minutes. So obviously just an yeah. absolute blast. Just get them all out yeah. there. But then... As it should be. As it should be. But then um, one of the things that people talked about was because this had an album with some darker themes and was a little bit more morbid, that the songs were longer than in their previous, like the Amazing. previous albums. Like that can't be right. You're doing more like this. There's a band called Daughters and their first was called Canada Songs and there was um, 10 songs in 11 minutes. Yeah. I think I've... So that's of the genre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, they're complicated, weird yeah. metal. I mean, we did hardcore. a compilation recently that where um, they it was they couldn't afford to put out an LP, so all of the bands on the compilation had to write a song that was a minute or less nice. so that we could all fit <laughs> wow. on it. Um, Sweet. Yeah. So then they could fit, uh, what is it, 10? I think 10 bands. So, yeah. 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 Cool. Bands in uh, in ten minutes, and our our EP that's just gone out. It's a seven inch, and yeah, it's seven songs in ten minutes. Yeah, just to to get them on, we had to be yeah. real clever with how long they were. <laughs> I, I just like the idea my, that there's, there's my LP, we had to um, add loads of electronic weird noise in between each song to make it up to I think eighteen and a half minutes. Frick <laughs> 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 like, in eight songs, and we're like, we had to yeah. bullshit loads of stuff yeah. on it. So yes. like, I do fun. hear a couple of little like a little like little lulls. Um, at the start or at the end where you feel like mm-hmm. it's a little bit too long that are definitely there on purpose yeah. s- to try and, you know, uh, create a little bit of that space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like the idea that there's some kind of hardcore Wilhelm Scream fan out there who doesn't like this album because it's their slow one. 
So long. I can't even got 36 minutes. So out. What the deal? Yeah. I feel like if I hear them, I like I hear a track just randomly on shuffle and like I know who it is. Yeah, because they have a niche set like because although they're still part of that like punks like like post-punk hardcore melodic hardcore scene with, with some emo tinges in there the heart they do octave harmonies um a lot oh they do three and four part yeah. harmonies through yeah. there i think there might even be a five parter in yeah. there somewhere because they're throwing octaves in so yeah. they, exactly so they do these huge huge harmony parts which is something that i'm a massive fan of as we know i'm yeah. a big fan of the harmony <laughs> look we know that if there was mm. hand claps and Oi, oi, oi's, yeah. I'd be all over. Like, um, but it's one of those, I think, if I put it on shuffle, I'd just go, it's this band, not someone else. I like, I, I can differentiate them from Strike Anywhere in two guitar chords. I reckon you should throw the challenge out there to remix it with hand claps and oi's in it. <laughs> and just, and, and and just see where people put them in. Yeah, that, that's a really good idea. Yeah, just take the album. how much longer the song would be. <laughs> like, yeah, pop it in Audacity and see what would happen. And then just, uh, yeah, just add some hand claps and oi's and, and some call and response. Oi, oi. Oh, that would be perfect. Yeah. There is a really cute part in one of the tracks, actually, where um, they sort of make a dig at, like, you know, um, not getting the mix right as uh-huh. well. Ah, sweet. So, um, I think it's the, the Headlights song. I don't I, And again, I'm not really familiar with what the titles of any of the tracks sure. are because it's on the iPod shuffle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how I listen to it. I listen, I listen to They're about interesting. So how many songs do you get in an iPod shuffle? Because, I mean, there might be some younger viewers or listeners. I think it's more about the size and no. this will be smaller. Cause no. Yeah, it depends on how um, yeah how big like the file size is. Uh, sort of stuff. Yeah, it depends on if you're doing 128 or 356-bit no. sure. MP3s. Jeez, different world. The track, the titles are quite funny because they're either an exact line from the song that gets repeated a lot, yep. or something completely random that never gets referenced in the song. That at is all. completely yeah. a joke. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I took we couldn't come up with a name. We didn't like any of the lyrics, so here's a thing that just came into my head. Yeah, I took great offence to track twelve. Less bright eyes, more deicide. I'm like, De- look, they both have a place. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Deicide definitely have a place in one particular scene. Bright bright eyes have a place in another scene. Uh, so none of this less than. We should support other yeah. artists. No, I, think, I think that was one of my favourite songs in the album. But yeah, no, no, not be on the drive by for bright eyes, guys. Do yeah, don't know. drive by. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's fine. That's actually really good. So that's got um, fun lyrics in it. So it's like, are you like talking about a crowd? Are you talking about a, a person or yeah. what? Like, talking about like life in general? Like, just touch me whilst I'm golden, basically, <laughs> because you clearly don't want me when I'm low. Like, it was yeah. just like, it was like a kind of a fuck you to the world. Like, yeah, well, it could also, it could be reflective of them or it could be about someone else. But yeah, as I said, yeah. like, this was kind of on the way up for them, this yeah. album. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, they probably were getting a bit more attention now that, you know, they were the in kids. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because they put out three albums, I should have written it down, I think they put out three albums quite quickly, like only like yeah. one year gaps in between. <laughs> and then they had a bit of a break and they put one out in like 2012 and they haven't put anything out since then, but... I understand they're still touring quite regularly. So it must just be that thing of like, well, we don't, you know, we're not grabbed by that need to record. We're just going to be a touring band for now. We've got five albums under our belt that people can pick from and yeah. And like other bands in that genre are doing the same. So like yeah, a lot of not, bands, if, a lot of bands just went on a gap 
of like recording stuff for a while. That seems to be like, um, yeah, I, I don't know why. Uh, they went for a gap for a while. And now they're rehashing it because people are com- coming back to it oh, and going, it's, yeah. it's, I want to hear the, it. It's a booming genre. Bands that used to play 15 to 25 years ago, mm. getting back together to do tours are just yeah. killing it. And it's happening so, so regularly. Yeah. It's great for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> oh. I'm just like, all these bands, Holy all these moly. dirty DIY bands. And what's awesome is I can still go, do you need a place to stay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I'll offer it. It's the punk code. You always offer up your spare. Yeah, if you've got a bit of floor. Yeah, for sure. It's, a punk, it's genuinely a punk code. If, you, if you're a DIY touring band, you know, like I had my spare room with a band called Lazy Susans the other day from Melbourne because they were touring. And I'm like, nope, you get to stay somewhere nice. You don't get to sleep in a van or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because I've, I've been there and it's not fun. Yes. Uh, cool. Okay. What was your favorite song? Oh George? man. Well, I don't know. So there was, <laughs> there was panic. A, I usually write like I do little hearts and stuff. And I didn't do hearts this time. Like Grant has a tick system and mm. I have a heart system. Um, but I was going through it and I didn't because I was listening to it and like writing my notes and stuff and going thinking like I'm pretty sure I've definitely pretty sure definitely sure I've heard this before. But so like literally when it came out. So I'm like trying to go back into my mindset of going, which of these songs have I danced to in some dirty, sticky floor dive bar somewhere? Like which ones have I danced to? Um, So I think there was um, stuff that made me feel like I was back in 2005, like kids can eat a bag of dick. That was like, yeah, yeah, you you made me feel like I was in 2005 again. I was like, that is fine. Um, Me versus Morrissey in the long title um, was one of those hitters again. It was like a hard hitting track. Um, But I loved killing it because of the guitars and the jumping octaves between that. That was really beautiful. Mm. Um, And then which one? Oh, the build up and intro of um, the soft cell. sing along to it and I would dance to that I, that was fist in the air like I'm at the front and I'm getting squashed and I don't care and my fists are in the air and I'm getting pummeled again by dudes that are really much bigger than me and they've all got beards and it's all whatever um, but yeah I feel like I'm there right so um, this was awesome because it threw me back however many what, where are we 14 years yep 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 so it threw me back 14 years uh, as i was listening to it and i had to make sure i was listening to it when my partner was not here because it is not his jam <laughs> um, <laughs> just just to say just putting out there sorry steven um but yeah so i had to like listen to it multiple times either on headphones or like listen but i needed to listen to it out loud right yeah yeah that's yeah. how you're supposed to listen to it so i had to wait until yeah. you went out i mean <laughs> both is good because when you've got your can on you really get a feel for how they mixed it yeah yeah um, but then when you've got it on a speaker that's how it's played mm. and that's how mm. people hear it so yeah. um yeah. yeah i think i think both are really 
a good way to do it. But I'm a, I'm a listen to it loud kind of person mm-hmm. or out loud anyway, if, if not loud. I did um, often wonder, now that you've sort of mentioned that it's not everyone's scene, because um, I've got this theory that if it's a good song, it translates uh, across different genres, right? You can just mm-hmm. you can just um, sure. pop it as a jazz song or you can pop it as a rock song or a country song and it'll still stand up and hold its own. I was wondering if this whole album or if there were songs in particular that would actually translate. And I reckon it would do all right. I reckon you might have to be a little bit um, savvy with how you choose to to transpose the parts yeah. because uh, you might not be able to put in all the intricacies of, 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 the, mm. of those melismatic guitar riffs and sweeps and stuff. But, yeah, I reckon and I reckon it would stand up. So mm. maybe if someone does that, like yeah. bluegrass theme maybe. Yeah, yeah. With some <laughs> and some eyes and some hand claps. Oh, yeah. wow. This is a podcast homework session <laughs> <laughs> flawless your homework this week <laughs> should you choose to accept it uh yeah no it's true i think some of them would um just for me some of the lyrics didn't stand up as well i think they were too teenage angst i think some sometimes like sometimes like there's there was more mature bands at the time that had more tact in their like because they were probably older or whatever, or they had a they sang about like maybe politics and stuff. Like like I'm a massive Strike Anywhere fan, obviously. Um, but yeah, so they were saying. So I'm like I'm really latched onto them because they had this political message. Plus they sounded fucking awesome and they were great live, etc. Um, and so these guys definitely great live. But sometimes the lyrics I went, wow, I'm definitely back in 2005. When this was totally the norm. Yeah, I'd agree. It's not very political for for a punk rock album. There's a little bit. There's a little bit. Like one of the lines, um, "God, God loves a liar." Yeah, God loves a liar. Yeah, favorite. Yeah, I that was cool. yeah favorite yeah. line because you know God's not real. And that one again was even still like a cry for help. Like it was oh, like yeah, a real depressive yeah. song. So it had lyrics. Today is the day that I Like deep, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, wow, okay. okay. You're really putting it out there, and I just wanted to be like, call the therapist. <laughs> no, it's good. I think it encapsulates those manic moments. Like, yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. it's terrible. It's terribly uh, teenagery and angsty. But I think you know, in in sort of fleeting manic moments where people are really down. Um, yeah, I reckon it's not. Yeah, it's lame, but I don't think it's too far off being able to be accessible. And yeah. I think it would actually be something that yeah, like younger people would latch onto and go, "That's how I feel." Oh, for yeah. sure. Like, and who's I, who's I, buying CDs and who's buying albums? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So I think they did really i think so some of that stuff although i i'm now listening with like a 30 plus head (laughs) just to put it out there 30 plus let's let's go with that um uh yeah like so i listen to it and go oh i wouldn't put it that way but then i'm not but if in 2005 i'm like would you put it that way yeah definitely I put it that way, definitely journaled it. Like, yeah. <laughs> or I put, well, it was on MySpace in that way. So, sure. yeah, for sure. What's MySpace? <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, but like, I, I oh, God, God, the guitars and drum, like, the there was double kick in a lot of this, wasn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So, I was just like, yeah, you're, yeah. you're making me run fast, basically. <laughs> so, that was pretty awesome. So, how did it, like, so you listen to it first. I listen to it a lot while I'm running, actually. Weird that yeah. you've commented nice. on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about adding it to my running list. Yeah, do well. it, do I've it. I've got a whole bunch of like really weird stuff on there already. Like I'm just like, so I do put a bunch of 
shit that I can shout along, like refused and stuff. So oh yeah, I'm just yeah. like fist Blood in the brothers. air. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like running on a treadmill and I've got my fist in the air and I'm air drumming and I'm in quite a posh gym. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm, I'm tattooed and redheaded and I'm pissed off. And I'm not even angry, I'm just having a good run. Just having a time. Yeah, just having a lovely time. Just like pretending I'm young again, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, so um, did it make uh, anyone else feel like they wanted to go running? <laughs> No, I, <laughs> no, I don't believe in running with the earphones. So that's uh, that to me is a, is a sin. But you run with you there. run without earphones. Huh? That's because you don't get catcalled, my friends. I run with headphones, so I can't hear the people shouting at me. Oh yeah, I got you know some bad ones. Do you get catcalled, Grant? Oh, yeah. I've been mistaken for for people, for famous people whilst <laughs> running. Oh yes. yeah, you could be, do. You could be a Campbell would, Newman. Wouldn't be uh, <laughs> for sure. Darren Lockyer actually. Oh, Darren, which. Was right up there with one run. of my favourite ones, but um, no, it's uh, it's happened once, but not often. I mean, you know, maybe it's because I run so fast. Oh, <laughs> even you, and I don't run fast for those listeners. Please, that's fine. Um, so, Liam, no. were there any songs that you were like, "Oh, I'm not really into this"? Uh, yeah, Grant's favourite in Vino Veritas number really? two. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't mention it at the time. The soft one. The soft one. I, I, it's my soft heart, boo. I know. I am um, soft I'm, African side because I'm just <laughs> like I'm punching it and I'm, it's just killing it. Five five tracks in a row, just absolutely killing it. And then it comes a soft one. Nah, not into it. <laughs> is, it a, is it a different singer in that song? He like that if it's, like if it's it, not, he does his vocals differently. He's more singing than screaming. Uh, I, no, I don't. Everyone know. does. No, there's one. So the lineup of the band is Nuno. Herreria on vocals, Trevor Riley on guitar and backing vocals, Christopher Levesque, Levesque, Levesque. Uh, on guitar and piano, Jonathan Tevez on bass and backing vocals, and Nicholas Pascali Angelini on drums. So they pick they pick some good names. Yeah, uh, <laughs> easy super dance <laughs> for you. Yeah, um, from Massachusetts as well, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I get um New I get the vibe that it's the same dude. I get the vibe that it's the same singer the whole way through. Sure, um, it's just changed the timbre of his voice. Yeah. yeah, I will admit that occasionally I will sometimes maybe skip that one if oh, I wow. want to keep if I want to keep my. Uh, the my, aggression uh, going. No, no. If Heart I want to keep under my uh, five and a half minute kilometers, sure. <laughs> I got to skip the slow one sure. to keep yeah. going. Ah, oh, so yeah, oh, fair enough. Yeah, so but that's a tactical move. That's not because I don't like the song. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that one's strategy. Using, that one's using the pseudonym, like the the analogy of blood and wine, isn't it? That's the the lyrically. It's Deeply the religious guys soft that they one. are. I don't mm. know. Yeah. But mm. then occasionally, like I'll put that one on repeat. So yeah. Yeah. yeah Do you guys know what what a Wilhelm Helm scream is. I do. Mm-hmm. Do you yes. want to? Do you know? No, well, you tell us, please. I, I found out what it is. And can, I was, can you do I was, it? Can I do it? Step, well, step back from the mic first. I don't know if you need to do it. <laughs> I don't even need to do it. <laughs> there we go. And yeah. how's it come? It's taken us 44 and a half minutes to get to what it is. <laughs> I didn't even that know is, I could do that. It's yeah. been on at least 416 films and TV series. Since yeah. 1951. Yeah. Sure. Let's go yeah. I missed that one. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. So it is a stock audio sound. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's been used a lot more. Yeah, um, it definitely Not has. officially. Yeah. yeah. I think there's books and well, zines and all sorts that have all yeah. been called it. So, yeah. But that is the definition. Thank you, George, for sharing. Yeah, that was fantastic. Version. I'm just really sorry for Liam who's got to edit this. <laughs> I might just 
I did take a step. I can, I can amplify it down. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Just find the sample and put it in. I yeah, guess. yeah. <laughs> oh. It's going to be copyright free. Find it quite easily, I think. I just irreparably damaged my throat for that. That's, that's really fair. Cool. Okay, so is there anything else you'd like to bring up about the record, Liam or Grant? Oh, um, just one thing, and I don't know if Wiki can be trusted on this, but if it can, Trevor Riley started out as the drummer and then moved into guitars. And I think that's really cool because I don't see that very often. That is really cool. It's really unusual. I like that. Someone from Foo's maybe did that. Sorry? Foo Fighters also did that from drums to guitar. Yeah, oh, but yeah. within the, within the, within the, band, within the band. Though. Yeah, within the band, I mean. <laughs> okay, so we've got Dave Grohl Subtle. and this guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's been it's happened. That's two. It has yeah. happened. It's doubled. Okay. Your sample is doubled. I've seen it a fair few times where because because there's not that many drummers really as far as compared to guitarists. Sure. Um, a guitar is easier to learn. It's cheaper. It's easier to get around. And by default, I think there's just probably more guitarists. There's like two guitars in a band to one drummer. You know. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I've seen a bunch of drummers really, really just wanting to play guitar um, because wow. they play both instruments, yeah. but there's no one else who can play drums so they just kind of yeah. get shunted back behind uh the, the back of the band and sure. back on the kit because there's no one else who can do it i'm wearing a shirt from a band called caves and the the singer guitarist from caves is also uh set uh, started off as a drummer and a drum teacher and she also goes on tour with bands like reviver and warriors and stuff playing guitar or bass or drums or yeah. whatever is needed because she's an all-round muso so good yeah so she can she gets in tour she gets to go with like um like Nikki Erg and all sorts of like and different people um and they just go we need a a musician and she's like hello <laughs> so spends her whole life she moved to America so she could do it so she just spends That's her great. whole life touring with bands playing with them and yeah. like being the regular like the regular one every time that band tours and she just gets paid as a session like player um rather than like getting paid royalties on recordings so yeah so she just gets paid to be a musician and that's pretty cool yeah so yeah like i can barely play both my guitar and bass (laughs) Uh, i can play it to a diy punk level and i am fine with that (laughs) same yeah there you go okay so um would you we didn't tell jody we've i've just realized something that we forgot to tell jody at the start is what happens at the end of the podcast oh oh okay (laughs) ah this is what (laughs) happened well she maybe should have listened to one. Ho, 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 ho. I did. I listened to a few. Yeah, she did. Doesn't mean I can remember what's about to happen. You have to do your pitch, and then we go around and say whether or not we agree it's flawless or not. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. I think I did that at the start. But um, but I'll do it again. Yeah. Um, so I think the reason why this album is flawless is because um, the the way in which it was recorded reflects exactly what the the sound they wanted to make so I think that there's no bum notes there's no um you know I don't know how often they would have needed to drop in on a track on this this recording I don't know what their writing process was but whatever it was they're definitely telling um not so much a narrative but uh emulating a feeling and I think that they do that really really well and I think that you know if, as much as we've spoken about the lyrics being a little bit lame or um you know it's a little bit much much of the same sort of gu- kind of music and guitarists the whole way through I think that they've really really flawlessly encapsulated the feeling that they're trying to emulate 
in those tracks. And so that's why I think that not only is the musicianship virtuosic, I think that they've nailed the, the act of making music an art form in this, in this album. Cool. Cool you spoke pitch. very eloquently there, Jodie. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it was Virtuosic. Was it? Yeah, it was oh, pretty beautiful. Well, you, she did say she was a professional writer. Wow. Come on. Oh, I'd, wow. I'd studied it. <laughs> Go wow. with it. Come on. And take it was the there For all to hear there. Okay. Excellent. So, should we move around the circle of dreams? Circle, circle of, of dreams. dreams. Yeah. Why not? What a choice. I'm gonna. It's going to be a bad dream. Then, yeah. It's going to set a fairly high standard that we may not be able to meet. Look, I, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to it and being brought back I suppose to 2004, 5, 6-ish that era would I go and watch them live for sure because I reckon this they would be flipping on fire and I could imagine as a person at that age or that era walking into this bar and going whoa and I loved your story about here's all my cash just give me yeah. <laughs> give it to me I want it I just yeah, oh, those ones, yeah and which one so um, and I am I, um, it's interesting how we had our differences in relation to Socks, songs one through to six and, and I'm like loving through through there and in Vino Veritas and then for mine even I enjoyed you know number nine kids can eat a bag of dicks <laughs> that's cool and then it sort of faded away for me and then finished really well um, but um, so for me overall I'd say that's it's a no for mine but would I go to watch them live did I enjoy listening to them yeah for sure so thank you for bringing it to you. Oh, I'm just stoked cool. that you were forced to listen to it. It is great. So it's, much power in yeah. your hands. Yeah. <laughs> and we take it very seriously. Yeah, look, it's a, this is a, a very serious uh, podcast, isn't it? So yeah. the flawless no. question comes over to <laughs> Mr. McGuinness. Um, I'm also going to say no. Um, just for the – basically, I've heard a lot of this sort of stuff Growing up, I've never really paid a lot of attention to it, but even then you can tell this is a special, like a step above for this kind of genre as well. Like just the guitar work and the production it all works so well together. But yeah, in Vino Veritas, and there's one other song where they go a bit slower and he puts on the same singing voice instead of screaming. And I didn't write it down, so I've forgotten what it is. But I skipped them both. Tough words. That's it. I skipped them. And so that's that's one of our markers of whether yeah, to fall yeah. or which is if I so because I'm really getting into it and then that song happens and I just go, I could be one, one button push away from being back on my my mode, my aggressive mode. So, yeah, I couldn't give it flaws. But I loved it. It was really cool. And, yeah, I'd love to see them live. I think they're absolute killer. Well, next time they tour. We can, always, we, should, <gasps> we can have an outing. I think maybe Ooh. we should do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> There's like at least 10 bands that we've said that for. Um, and uh, have have they toured? Yes. And both times you guys have said, no, you couldn't make it. Yeah, uh, so. <laughs> about that. So yeah, having a life to get third time somewhere. lucky, yeah? Yeah. yeah All of true. that stuff. That's true. Awesome. George. Hello. Final call for yourself. Final call. Oh, so man, I love listening to this record. Um, so I absolutely love the musicianship of this record completely. It threw me back and um, I was just like, the first time I was listening to it going, oh, I'm so glad someone's on my side when it came <laughs> to bringing a record to the flawless uh, table. So I was like, yes. A guest uh, loves me. So I was like, cool, right. And so I was getting into it. And then I, on my like third lesson, I was like, right, I'm going to really delve into the lyrics a lot more. And that's where I hit the wall. And I was so upset by it because I was like, everything else I loved so much. But there's about one third, maybe to a half of the lyrics where I'm like listening to it going, I can't sing along to that without feeling a bit cringy. And I know that it's of its time and I know it met the needs of a 2005 me. 
because you know I've got money depression I was there I was listening I was at the front of all these gigs and I was getting sweaty <laughs> and dirty and I'm very short and I was getting trodden on um, so I couldn't give it a flawless just because of I couldn't I couldn't get on board with the lyrics even though of their time yes but listening to it now listening back and being objective about it I was like no the music's incredible I can't fault anything to do with the music um, but yeah I totally want to see them live again I mean I think usually at these gigs I get some killer bruises so um, <laughs> yeah I want to do that I want to go see them live get some killer bruises and just not sing along yeah right <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what I did yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm sorry that you didn't bring a flawless record this time. Oh, uh, look, that's fine. I'm usually wrong, and I'm so happy to be wrong because it's not about being wrong. Flawless to you? Not wrong at all. No way. No. It's whether it's flawless to you. Yeah. Yes. And it's totally flawless. And most people to you. do go. And I the think stories it's are super cool. And most people do go. I think it's flawless, and I don't care what you think. It's completely <laughs> fine. Oh yeah, no, I don't so, care what anyone thinks. <laughs> I mean, I care, but yeah. it's not going to make me feel bad. Good. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, Jody. Thank you so much for being our guest. Oh, thanks for thank inviting you. me. This is awesome. So, and thank you everyone for listening. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram because we're totes on the ball. Yeah. Uh, we are Flawless AMP or a music podcast on all of those. So you can join the conversation, share our posts, give us a rating. Every little bit helps to find more music lovers like you. Um, as mentioned, we also now have Patreon at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. If you would like to back us, please check that out. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Nobody needs nobody after all.